AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Uh. Check it out now. No doubt now. Tuesday morning, April 4th, 2023. It It is the Beating the Book podcast, the 87th Masters. Golf's first major, a tradition unlike any other. First major of the year, that is. Not of all time. It's Gil Alexander. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the show to preview the Masters from a betting perspective. Two of the three members of the Long Shots podcast, which if you're not familiar, is VEASAN's golf-dedicated podcast, which is co-hosted by Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Matt, too much of a diva to show up for this one because you guys have a live Masters Long Shots performance coming up in about an hour after this show. But Kelly and Wes are here. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having us. Matt only shows up for the big stuff, Gil. Okay, come on. Apparently so. Dial back your expectations. Come on. So now, <laughs> I, so when people, by the time people listen to this, it will probably have already happened. But on the off chance that people listen just before it happens, you guys are doing a uh, live long shots at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern today. Yes, but it will also be in the normal long shots uh, podcast feed. So everybody that listens to us weekly, go go find podcasts wherever podcasts can be found. Head to VEASAN.com. Right. You'll find a whole write-up. we got the master's guide out uh, that we all took a part in, as well as Matt Human. So uh, definitely go check that all out. And this will be, yes, in our normal long shots podcast feed. We've gotten a few questions about that on Twitter. And so. for people who are listening to this, being like, wait a minute, but if I'm listening to this, why do I have to go listen to long shots pod? Well, you'll get to hear all of Matt's picks. As well, and you guys probably are holding something back for that show as well. Yeah, I would say that. And uh, Wes, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of expect these shows to be led differently from what uh, by <laughs> with Gil versus Matt Brown. So Gil, I think right. we're going to be okay. Right. Gil's will be slightly more Jewisher, is what he means. <laughs> I think it's Gil. You're being Meshuggah. <laughs> we don't. We don't really like your kind coming down to Augusta, Gil. I know you want to join us for the Masters. Okay, so let's begin. With, and we've talked about this already a myriad of times on a numbers game. I'm sure you've talked about it, Wes, on on different shows as well. But let's just start with the weather. 
Because that's an issue here. First of all, the Masters pool of players is always like a 90-player pool kind of thing. And then there's a lot of like sort of dead money players who have won Masters, you know, in the during the Eisenhower administration. The Larry Mises of the world, yeah. the Jose Maria Othobles, yes. So it's, it's what makes this tournament so awesome because it's a small pool of players, smallish compared to others. And it's the most predictive of all golf courses Augusta is from year to year. So you start with that as a baseline. But we are throwing in the weather here. So it's 80% as we look at the weather forecast, and you know how weather forecasts go. And Wes, we'll start with you. So it's 80% chance on Friday, 100% chance on Saturday, 60% chance on Sunday. We're doing this Tuesday morning. Do you let that affect your handicapping? Uh, yes and no, I, I think. I think, look, you have to, with the draw bias, you know, you could try to handicap that as much as you can, but... Sometimes you're just at the mercy of of the weather gods here. But just when I'm looking at, okay, how is the weather going to affect play? I think where it affects play is the fact that, look, you have elevated tee boxes on most of these holes, so that's going to add to the impact of the wind. I'm worried more about the wind than I am about the rain necessarily here. Over the past 10 days, I believe, leading up to the event, as we record on Tuesday, about a little over two inches of rainfall mm-hmm. is what we've seen uh, on this course, and we're probably going to get that over the weekend at some point uh, or one or the other. So what I think it's going to do is how is it going to affect the course? It's going to affect the course. It's going to soften up the fairways. So that makes the course actually play even longer because this is 75-45. So this is not a short course by any right. stretch, and it actually plays a little bit longer because it's more hilly. That's why, you know, when, when Tiger came back this uh, the last Tiger year proofing, for this. right? Yes, yeah. a, a part of that, and plus the fact Tiger coming from the injury, that's why it was so such a struggle for him to see him get around because this is a big course. This yeah. is not like a flat course like in the desert where even if it's 7,500, 7,600 yards – where it's easy to walk and, and easy to manage, plus getting the cooler temperatures here on the weekend, the ball's not going to travel as far. So this is why, at least from what I did, you want a little bit more bombing off the tee. And whether you're using those for outright bets or maybe top 10, top 20 placement market bets, I think distance is really going to matter this year with this weather forecast. Yeah, completely agree there. Uh, off the tee, always important at the Masters. I think maybe a little bit more this week. We heard a couple of the guests mention that on the numbers game as well. I think th- I do think the one thing to keep in mind with the Masters is they have that, I just looked it up, the sub-air system where they have this uh, like a fil- air filtration system to get the water out of the out of the greens. And even the fairways, they're one of the few places in, in the world, Wes, I think, that actually has that running in the fairways. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just the green. So, so I, you've heard some different reports over the past couple of days of the rain being bad, uh, but they expect them to dry out pretty well here over the next couple of days. So we'll have to see. I think my advice always with weather betting is, okay, if you're betting first-round leaders like I do basically every tournament, it is absolutely something that you need to keep in the front of your mind, and you should be putting those first-round leader bets in basically up until the last minute that you can. Um when you really have the best feel for what the weather is going to be like while your guy is playing. Beyond that, I think you can often, golf, golf bettors often get themselves in trouble by trying to predict stuff. That's what I was trying to get because at. Because we've seen it before, Gil. Sometimes sometimes the weather changes. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes, a lot of times right. it changes. You've noticed that. Yeah, right. It's not, a, not <laughs> well, an exact science. I walked outside <laughs> here yesterday. Especially yeah. when we get to like the open. <laughs> right. That's where you get like the pronounced draw bias at the open championship. And sometimes you're just at the mercy of it. You're just on right. the bad side of the draw. 
and none of your guys contend. The the biggest thing, though, is I think if the weather is – people don't think about this one enough. If it gets really bad, and you brought this up earlier, I think 100%, right, was what we're looking on Saturday? Saturday. If it gets really bad, sometimes you just get rained out for the rest of the day, and they That's pick right. up their balls and start again the mm-hmm. next day. So if you have this whole strategy in mind of – which you know which wave I'm going to play and how this is going to work out, that all might be shot to pieces by the time they blow that horn and then they're done for the round. It's true. So when Drew Dinsick, Dan Weston, and I do our tennis slam pods, and, and we also do Indian Wells, we're always trying to time it right after the draw. Sometimes we even get lucky and it's happening while we're on. You guys were waiting to see where the tea times were. We're Tuesday. We're 48 yes. hours before this thing starts. And you guys were like, where are the tea times? And Wes, they just came out just now? They did just come out. So, uh, you know, you always get, like, different types of players because, you know, you mentioned that you have former champions here. You have a few amateurs here from all over the world. And you have guys that, you know, now with the live thing, you have live players mixed in with different type of players. So it's always interesting to look at those storylines, who's paired with who, but just looking at this, you know, kind of on the once over, nothing really like strikes me, you know, like I I didn't really see any, you know, two guys that hate each other or anything like that. Like I didn't see Rory wasn't paired with Phil Mickelson. They didn't play that joke on anybody. Or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, They didn't put uh, Patrick Reed with Rory or one of like the PGA tour loyalists here. So yeah. So yeah, you're getting these, these tee times, uh, you know, early on, obviously the three honorary starters player, Nicholas and Watson hit the first tee shot. And then I believe eight Eastern is the first tee time goes all the way to two Eastern, which the last group I believe is Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau for the Thursday group, and then inverted, obviously, on Friday. All right, let's so yeah, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. I was just the, I was very I was looking for these as quickly as humanly possible for a very very specific strategy of how I'm playing this tournament. Oh, um, now I could save that for when we go over bets, or if you want me to launch into no, it right let's now, go, let's hear that now. Okay. I like that, Gil. It's a guy that you're on in this tournament, and you love him, Scotty Scheffler. Yes. Everything that I, all of my research, and and Wes, we're going to be hitting on this a bunch, but running the models and everything, Scheffler is so by far my number one rated guy in this field, and not even really that close. Um, Defending champion, and and usually that doesn't happen back to back. It usually does not happen, but we saw what he did last year. I think he's in the best form of those big three right now between Rory and Rom. I wanted to see one thing. Is he going to be early or is he going to be late? Because if he's an early tee time, I might have to fire before this tournament begins, and I don't really want to fire at 7-1. to But if I can wait, now I'm going to approach this from a live standpoint mm-hmm. because, as, Matt, as Wes told me, he is, what, one of the later ones? He is the third to last group, third by the way. Third to last group. So what a- you can do now, and in, in we even have a book that offers this in Vegas, or two books, uh, but if you're out, outside of Vegas, you're in Colorado, Jersey, whatever, DraftKings, uh, MGM, FanDuel, all these, all these books will keep up outright markets throughout the round. So all I'm looking for is someone to go out early and post a low number, go low, and Scheffler's odds should get longer before he even tees off. So that is what I'm hoping to do is actually grab a piece of Scotty Scheffler before he tees off. I Same like- applies, by the way, to Rory McIlroy. You mentioned Scheffler, third to last group, Scheffler, Homas, the amateur Sam Bennett, the U.S. amateur champion, second to last group, Tom Kim, Rory McIlroy, and Sam Burns. So two of the top three, along with John Rahm, that you're seeing anywhere, 7-1, to 8-1, to 9-1, to one. Like Kelly said, you can wait, and then you get that 
bet double digits because, like, I'm more partial to Rory McIlroy. I don't want to bet him necessarily mm-hmm. at seven to one. I, I want to wait a little bit. That's I like that strategy. Who who are the two books? I'm going to guess one of them Caesars. Who is the other book in Vegas that leaves them up? Boyd. Okay. Boyd. Boyd and, and, and Caesars. That was the only one I'm kind of unsure of because I've seen them do it. Yeah. Most of the time, I think they're doing it all the time right. now. But well, because I could there's there's like pillars of offshore, right? Bookmaker. Let's yep. just say who it is. Bookmaker will not. Uh, they they do it a little more for the majors, but like on a Thursday, they're not leaving those things up during the round. I don't believe. Yeah, it's interesting. DraftKings will leave them up the entire entire. Of course time. they will. Yeah. Oh. That's it's it, and it's not these, like we'd be allowed to bet there anyway. Right. But exactly. Still, but that right. for everybody listening, right, right? That might be outside of Nevada. These are those things though that it's. How do you, I don't want to say manipulate the markets, right? But it's looking for different ways. How do you manipulate yep. that number? Well, you don't, Wes doesn't want to bet seven to one on right. Rory. You have to think about these ways if you want to extract more value out of those golfers. All right. Let, let's start with your outrights and then I'll sort of cherry pick golfers that I want to ask you about specifically. But Wes, let's start with your. With your outrights that you have in pocket currently, yeah, and and look with the Masters, I usually because these are lo- up so much longer, Gil, because these are up, you know, come the oh, winter time, right? You're going to probably have more outrights than you would usually have on like an average tournament or like U.S. Open or PGA, and you're going to have them at different numbers. So there's going to be a segment of the audience yeah, yeah. that's going to yeah. be like, yeah, oh, so Wes. I'll get like my anti post, what they call it overseas, uh, out of the way. A couple I bet. Well, uh, tell tell us if you'd still bet them at current numbers as well. Uh, Cameron Young, yes, in in the thirty range where I'm seeing him, I got him at forty five to one. I bet him during the Dell match play, and look, he went to the final, lost to Sam Burns, obviously. Cameron Young, I would still bet. Jason Day, which I have at 40, I probably would not bet. I am I got very lukewarm. This was before Jason Day had that little bout with Vertigo or had the dizzy spell that he oftentimes has, and I had bet him before that, and he was three up against Scotty Scheffler in the mm-hmm. match play, and then that's when it happened. I was like, oh, no, here we go again. Yep. Because yep. Jason Day, the poor guy, I'm a big fan of his, but he's made of glass. He's always injured. He's always <laughs> sick. So, no, I'm not going to bet him in the 20-ish range this week. Absolutely not. Okay. But Cam Young is one of yours. That you Cameron Young, I would still be willing to sponsor in the low to mid-30s. Okay. Those are all that you have, or you have more? That's what I had okay. pre, pre. Uh, a couple weeks ago. But the ones I added this week, uh, uh, I did go with Jordan Spieth, which I found a little over 20 in the market here in town. He's had a couple chances to win already this year. He was fourth at Bay Hill. You know, that that very condensed leaderboard where there are about eight guys and Kurt Kitayama was the first guy to make a putt on 17-1. and one. Jordan Spieth could have easily won that. He probably should have won in Tampa before he hit a ball in the water on 16. Yeah. You could argue he should have three green jackets here instead of just the one Jeez. in 2015. He so. definitely should have had that second one, that's yes, for sure. But for, with Danny Willett. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. Yeah. Danny Willett was able to steal it from him in the end, but... Uh, possession nine tenths of the law, of course. Second in uh, strokes gained around the green over the last uh, thirty six like rounds. What's that? I like that. <laughs> it is Danny Willett. Danny Willett's not saying no. Don't invite me to yeah. the Champions Dinner. Yeah. But, That's right. I'll, I'll hold it at my house. Yes, twenty one to one for Spieth. He's second in strokes gained around the green, which I think is going to be important this week, considering only about a sixty percent rate in terms of greens and regulation. These are hard greens to hit, and the guy who's been the best in strokes gained around the green, Justin Thomas. And Kelly and I have had this conversation a lot, Gil, especially with the top 10 to 15 players in the world. You, ha- you can have target numbers on these guys when they drift to a certain number. 
Justin Thomas's number for me is anything north of 25 to yep. 1. It's like an auto play I'm at in. that point. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, he he uh, uh you know has never really been right in the hunt here. He's got a couple really good finishes. The approach play has dipped a little bit, but he's been great around the green this year. He also has Bones McKay, Jim Bones McKay on mm-hmm. the bag, who won this thing three times, of course, with Phil Mickelson. So Justin Thomas, once he got up to above 25, he was an autoplay for me. Tony Finau, who I have just a little bit less than 30 to 1, top five, all four majors, top 10 in actually 10 top 10s in the 26 that he's played. The difference with Fee now, now, and Matt Brown, Kelly, and I talk about this on long shots all the time is win equity. Who wins? You know, who gets you some wins? And I know mm-hmm. Kelly has played a lot of Sam Burns and a lot of Max Homa because they have win equity. Well, so does Tony Fee now. Yep. He's won three times since the Open Championship last summer. I was going to say, this is a new thing we can say yeah, to Tony Fee. Yeah, yes, because remember, he didn't win for like five years yep. after he won that Puerto Rico Open. So Tony Fee now. 29, uh, Colin Morikawa, who I got at 34 to one at Circa, and he's still drifting upwards. So apparently not drawing a lot of interest. Uh, Friend, friendless in the market as our friend Dan Weston would yes, say. Yes, yes, he <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'll be his pal. Yeah. He has not won in 18 months anywhere. He won in Dubai for the DP World Tour Championship at the end of 2021. But one of the world's best iron players, second on approach, fourth on ball striking, fourth tee to green, last 36 rounds. So, Colin Morikawa for me. Uh, Sun N, that was one that I just bet on a drift. I got him at 44 to 1. Hasn't really done anything wrong this season, but just hasn't contended except at Torrey Pines where he was fourth earlier this year. But second on debut here in 2020, was eighth last year. So, like you say, predictive course. Go with guys that play well here yeah. every year. And Sun N pretty much does. Uh, another guy that does is Hideki Masayama, who I wasn't going to bet, but I saw him at 50 to 1. I'm like, man, this could feel like a Matsuyama week who is probably putting the best he's putted his entire career. And seven of his eight PGA Tour wins are on bent grass. So I think he's going to like these greens. Uh, and won this tournament with one of the more iconic moments ever yes. with the nod from the caddy. Oh, yes. One of my favorite moments in sports. In yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah I look, and, and I know he's been battling a little bit of a neck injury, but it looks like he's good to go. But Matsuyama is almost, it's almost like Tom Brady with Bill Belichick. Like Tom Brady was always listed on the injury report, right. but you knew he was going to play. I think that's the deal with Matsuyama. Uh, I didn't go with many bombs because the average price of the winner over the last 10 years is like 27 to 1. So you can't go that deep, even though I played one deeper guy, Minwoo Lee, 95 to 1. Minwoo Lee. Who finished T14 last year, actually shot 30 on the front nine and then 40 on the back. So he missed out getting a return invite by one shot, but he gets back in being in the top 50 in the world. So, uh, uh, Min Woo, 95 to 1 at Circa Sports, if you're here in Vegas. Let me just, before we get to Kelly's, and then I'll ask you about specific golfers. Um, couple of the names you mentioned. Tony Finau point out Joe Pita, who has been on this Masters preview many years, but is not really diving into golf these days. He did write the the real the Bible on analytics at Augusta, which is not which is not public domain information. It's proprietary. He had to yeah. do the digging on this. And Tony Finau in that 2019 tour guide was the guy who came out with the best metrics on this course. Mm-hmm. So that's a nod for your Tony Finau pick. And the other one is Kelly and I talked about that this this morning on a numbers game, 
Dave Tyndall, who's been on this Masters preview before, at Dave Tyndall Golf on Twitter, who writes for Betfair, he does his, like we do our college basketball formula, Wes, he does his Masters formula, where he goes through the age of the golfer, the world ranking, their appearances and their placements at Augusta before, um, how what their recent form is, their lowest Augusta round, you know, um, strokes gained around the green, on and on with his different categories. And Jordan Spieth was the guy that came mm-hmm. up as the main guy just nipping Rory. So shout out to your Jordan Spieth call as well. Kelly, what do you got? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, I'll start right where right where West did with Justin Thomas. This was a. It's not a smaller. It's not a bigger bet for me this week. It is a little bit of a smaller for an outright. But I, I West, I can't say much more perfectly than West. Twenty five to one is about my breaking point where I was. I was kind of tracking him all week. Um, do I have him rated below a few other guys? Yeah, but he he drifted to twenty six to one here at Circa in town. I finally pulled the trigger last night. It's a bet I had to make. Um, I think he summed it up all pretty well, Wes. Not not exactly. I, I, so many times he could have. It felt like he could have finished better here at the Masters. But he's still, if you just look at it long term, still one of the best, most consistent players at this course. Uh, when we talk course history for all these guys, uh, he was top thirteen. All the models I ran, um, not really. As you point out, Wes, not really nice spiking anywhere consistently with some of the stats that we often look at, but we've seen JT do this before. He gets hot this week with those irons or with the putter, because even his iron plays been a little bit down. He gets hot with one of those. I think he's right up there in contention. So 26-1 to uh, is where I guess I I started from the short end. I'm going short to long here. Max Homa, 36-1. to Max Homa, you and I were texting yesterday, Wes, if he wins, or uh, Gil, you and I were texting yesterday about it. If he wins, you might be gone for a while. I might be gone for a while. Oh, yeah. Sean McCollum might be doing a numbers game for uh, a couple weeks. Uh, And this is mainly just because his number keeps drifting. I understand that this is a guy who has not had a ton of success at Augusta National. Three years, he's had two missed cuts. It was a T48, I believe is what he finished. Yeah, T48 last year. But the one thing you have to keep in mind about Max Homa is that he's 32, 33 years old, has been playing on the tour for a while now, but he is not the same golfer that he was three years ago. Such this guy's game has completely changed. Yeah. He is elevated into an upper class of players on tour. And it, it, as much as course and tournament history mean here, I, I'm not throwing it out the window. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this kind of number in a condensed field on what I consider one of the better golfers in the world 
is it's my favorite outright bet that that's out there that's available. I, I think even we got thirty six to one here in town to circa. I've seen thirties though East Coast. I think third anything in the thirties. I think is silly on a guy with this level of talent uh, here. He was. Um, you know, he's one. We're talking about win equity. Same thing between Tony Finau. The past year and a half, the guy's won four times on tour. He's what he has more wins than he does second and third place finishes combined. And if you've followed my golf betting at all, you know how many second place finishes I have. So throw those out the window. Let me get a winner, actually. <laughs> so he's the guy I'm looking at. He was third in my last 12 bottle, uh, third, third in the field in approach, first, first in uh, strokes gained par four. It's going to be very important this week. Um, so that is the two guys that I have bet where numbers are basically similar to what I grabbed. Okay. Then as Homa West and Homa, Max Homa and Justin Thomas, and Justin Thomas. as, as West laid out, this is ma- masters betting. I think it's very important if you're a golf better, like we are to scoop up numbers along the way, as you see them. So I do have other bets at longer numbers. You're not going to be able to get now. Corey Connors, 85. No, I have, two, I have the two guys that won last week, uh, Wes. Mm-hmm. I have Brooks Kepka and Corey Connors mm-hmm. somehow. Corey Connors, 85 to one, and Brooks Kepka, 99 to one, made them forever. Ago. Yeah, like if you're betting Brooks right now at 33 or 35 to one, you're not you're late enough. to the party. Can't do that. Yeah. You're, Can't you're, do. you're late right now. So if you scooped it early, good on you, Brooks Kepka. Now the first man to win two live events. Yep. Obviously a short sample size, but. Yeah, I think you're too late. Don't don't be late to the party and early for the funeral, as our buddy Will Hill likes to say here <laughs> yeah. on Beeson. And I, I would say the same thing about Connors. And then and then the other one that I have is, I mean, I love that I have this one. It's Jason Day at eighty five to one because I really grabbed that as he was kind of moving upward. But I'm with you. I would not bet him where his numbers at no. right now. With what we saw with the vertigo stuff, him in those low twenties, it concerns me. He he could e- he could easily go out and win this thing. Or he could be a WD after six holes of golf. I don't really know what Jason Day is going to look like out here this week. So I'm just riding with that one outright. With him. The only two that I have, Scotty Scheffler, I did take a pre-flop number, not the best number, plus 845. But I, I, I said a year ago in a numbers mm-hmm. game, I feel like he's the one guy you should have every golf tournament in some form. And maybe your strategy of getting him in tournament is better. Um but I won't remember, so yeah. I have him pretty <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear and then the other one is Homa at, at 35.50, but plus 35.5 to 1. So, I because I think, just like you, when you look around golf, golf's landscape, if it's not Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm as the guys you can always count on, Rory as well, yeah. Max Homa's on that short list. Right, he's, he's been unbelievable. He's in that next. He's in that next crowd. And, and we had a couple guests on numbers game dropping uh, today um, on Tuesday. Drop a drop another name that I kind of cringed when I hear, when I heard it because he just missed out on my outright card, and I was kind of trying to decide between adding him or trying to do something with Scheffler, which I'm now going to go down the Scheffler road yeah. because I do think when you're betting guys at seven to one, you can only bet so many outrights. Obviously, mm-hmm. so. Patrick Cantlay, I have rated very high this week, but he, he falls in the same kind of arguments as of Max Homa. He's not a guy that's necessarily come to Augusta and performed amazing year after year. Yes, he has some good finishes here, here but he's also had some bad finishes. As far as recent form right now, he's a, he is right, right below Scotty Scheffler. He is one of my highest-rated guys in this field. Um so I didn't bet an outright on him, and I know we're going to get to other bets, but I have a massive top 20 bet on Okay, him. but I'm glad you said that about, like, you can't bet everybody. For those who are new to golf betting, and Matt Brown even says this, who's the host of your of your podcast, Long Shots, 
He he went through a spell back in the day betting golf where he lost a lot of like he did the inventory on his golf bets. He's like, oh, I'm getting murdered because I have too many outrights. Yep. So you're right, like you can't bet everybody. You got to pick and choose um, on this. So you can't like if you have Homa and Cantlay and everybody else, you probably you probably got to edit that. On the other hand, right, like you guys already talking about because this is my favorite question to ask of golf shows. There's a guy, and I'll ask it of you right now. As you guys are talking about Justin Thomas, in my head, all I'm thinking is, man, these two are right. If Justin Thomas wins this, I'm going to hate myself because he's the one guy that I consider betting in addition to the two that I already have, and I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. So, Wes, I want to ask you the question, which I love asking, which is, which is the guy that if he wins this tournament— will create the most self-loathing in you. Oh. Like, you just don't have bets. You're not going, as as far as you can tell right now, you're not going to have bets on him. Maybe Xander Schauffele. That uh, was exactly <laughs> the answer we got this morning who from I, Sia. Who I have bet, you know, many, yeah. many times, yeah. and I'm a big fan of his, and he's got, he's got a lot of, like, backdoor top tens. He's been at least in the mix a couple times to win a major. And that's one thing like Patrick Cantlay, who I think is eventually going to win multiple majors, hasn't done. Max Homa, I think it'd be fair to point out with him. He's mm-hmm. never really been right there. So it's in the, the win equity thing. Yes, it, it's that. And it's also the fact of just having experience at majors, having a little bit of pain. Because I think, you know, it's very rare that a guy like wins, you know, your first time out in a major like kind of like Morikawa did at Harding Park a couple years ago for the PGA. And just destroyed. Everybody was waiting yes. for him to collapse and yes. he never did. Usually, you know, you got to have a little bit of pain. You got to come yeah. close and then fail before you can end up winning. So Xander Schauffele won for me because it's been like, I bet this guy so many times in majors and he's got top fives and top tens out the wazoo, but he's never won. So I think that's that's the one that scares me. That's a pretty common answer to that question. I would imagine I'll ask you Kelly too, but the Morikawa thing sticks out too, because why is it that like one of my biggest memories of that is just what you're talking about after the, after the tournament, he's like, I played Harding park a million times. And it's just like any random parking lot right in front. He's out there with his girlfriend sitting on the back of his car after he just won Harding Park like it was nothing. (laughs) Like, how did you not get nervous about any of this? Who's your guy for that question? Yeah, I'm I'm loving that everybody's bringing up Xander because, okay, well, I I think it's fair to say that if what everything that I just said about Patrick Cantlay and if I end up going down the Scotty Scheffler route and not betting him, yes, my answer then has to be Cantlay if he wins and I don't have an outright bet on him. Now, again, I have bet him in other ways. But missing out on that outright would suck. But I'm I'm right there with the rest of these guys. That the other answer would be Xander Shoffley because you have sat here week after week yeah. as I've gone through my golf bets and Xander has made my card almost every week for the past few months. I finally finally you know got away from him the past week or two when his plays kind of been on the downside. You you know I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I stick to my models a fair amount. His last twelve last twelve round model I ran. He is 50th in it, 5-0, and oh, wow. he is usually like top oh, wow. 10 in everything that I run. So I, it, ju- it just speaks to a little bit of so. I mean, he was 19th of players, 39th at the API, 39, uh, 33rd at the Genesis. Um, you know, he's lo- losing strokes off the team this past two events. That concerns me at the Masters where that's a place you need to be gaining. He's not the longest driver of the ball. That always helps here. But still, he's got his game is so good yeah. that it would not surprise me if he mm-hmm. went out and won, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a bet on him. And, I, and nothing that anybody s- ch- says 
will change my mind on him. And I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because of modeling. And I think we'll get into this more on long Mm -hmm. shots with Matt Brown. This was a tough event to model. Yep. Simply because you have 18 live players. Yeah. And you don't have a ton of data. I know uh, our friend Rick Gaiman at Rick Rungood has some live data, but... It, it's more of an estimate. It's not something that Liv actually puts out. So that was the big other macro question we asked on a numbers game this week, which is, what do you do about the Liv golfers without that kind of data? Like you just mentioned, Brooks Kepka's won a, just won an event. That's his second Liv win, but he just won it. He's had great, obviously great success here. That's an understatement here at Augusta. Do you read into that, or do you just kind of, like, I got my number, that's great, but anybody who's taking it at this number now, like it's too dicey for you to mm-hmm. do that. There's not enough to go on. I approach the live guys, basically. I don't think I have an outright on any of them, but I approach, or I am going to approach them more in like the placement markets. And I've did a couple prop markets too, because you get a lot of props this week, of course, nationality prop, low amateur, low left-hander, low debutante. And I did play one live player this week. I played Mito Pereira for low debutante and low South American, which means he basically has to beat his fellow Chilean Joaquin Neiman Mm -hmm. because the third guy is an amateur. So that's what I played because I looked at Mito Pereira. I was like, hey, this guy's got, you know, a a six and a fifth and his two of his last three live events. So at least he's up there because that's the thing about live what we've seen so far. You don't get that consistency with a lot of guys. Every once in a while, DJ is going to show up and be right there. Yeah. And every once in a while, he's going to be in the middle of the pack. So you can never really know, I think, because you just don't get that consistency that you get on the PGA Tour if you're playing week after week or the DP World Tour, for that matter, where it's like top 10, top 15, top 10, top 5, you know, where you're putting all those strings. That's, I think, why both of us ended up betting Jason Day at various points because mm-hmm. he was like in in the money on the first page of the leaderboard like every single every week. week. Yeah. But you don't get that with a lot of these live guys because the schedule is so erratic. All right, let's so, let's do some of the other Oh, go ahead. Guys. I was just saying, for live for me, I'm gonna, I'll say a couple things yeah. just real quick. Yeah. Wes has and look, I'm sure there are more others that have watched more out there. Wes has probably watched 20 times more live golf than I have, and that's if he spent 20 minutes watching it. He's watched right. 20 minutes. Because that's about what I spent this weekend, to be honest with you. But, uh, Let me do the math. <laughs> Kelly has watched one minute. I got yeah. it. Got it. So it, it, what's fascinating to me is uh, I think mostly everybody I've talked to that that I respect in the golf betting community has pretty much had similar answers of, look, hey, unless unless numbers really drift on guys, I'm staying away from them because there's just not enough. There's not enough data. There's not enough. That's data even if we had data supplied by by Liv, right? We don't even get that, statistical data. But they just, we don't, we haven't even seen these guys play that mm-hmm. much. So it's even if you're trying to do the eyeball test, right, I think it's tough to do. But, Gil, it's the number one question I have gotten tweets about over the past yeah. two weeks. What you know, different props are listed for live golfers and the masters. All these things. It's the number one subject I've been tweeted about asking questions about how I'm approaching. Because no guys. one knows the answer. Because yeah. nobody knows the answers. Yeah. One more thing to add on this too, because I asked Jeff Davis, who's the head golf odds maker at Circus Sports here in Las Vegas, and he said, you know, that's a good question about these live guys, but DJ is getting support. Yeah. Like DJ's getting the benefit of the doubt, of course, because he won a green jacket here in the COVID, uh, the November Masters of 2020. But yet with Cam Smith, he says we we can't write a bet on him. Which We're is, not getting any Which action. is pretty fascinating. So I, I heard, I, I, I don't know how much of you watched some of the Masters press conferences yesterday. Tip of the cap to Cameron Smith for being the only live golfer that would speak to the mass, the mass media press conference, okay? Um, 
But he admitted, like, you know, it's, I, I think some of these guys are being more open and honest about, hey, what, what this money does to you and it changes your life. And he talked about taking a very long time off of golf here recently and enjoying time with friends and family before they kind of started up the new live season. That concerns me for a guy, you mm-hmm. know, when some of these guys on the PGA Tour have been playing week in and week out for the past three months, a guy like that taking that much time off concerns me. Matt Brown fired back on me a couple weeks ago when I brought up, well, I'd probably be looking at some of the younger guys who've got a long career ahead of them, like Amito Pereira, Joaquin Neiman, and Abraham Answer. But, you know, he, his retort to that was, well, or those guys are just collected fat cash in their young, mid-20s living the life now. Yeah. They're like, what's the motivation for them to be out on the driving range yeah. every day? I think it's a fair point. Absolutely. Tiger, Tiger brought that up. What's the incentive to practice? Yeah. yeah. What's the incentive to really get in the dirt when you're getting that kind of money? Be- simply based off of base uh, of historical perspective from the Masters, it, like Wes said, if I had to bet one, it would be DJ. What what do you? Um, uh, this is complete speculation because there's no static answer to this, and it probably depends on who the golfer is. But what would it take, like for each of these guys? I'm talking about like in tournament bets now. Like if DJ is is lurking, let's use a broad term like that, mm. lurking after the second round, are you jumping in right there on him? Or or do you tend to wait till the final day? Obviously, they say Saturday's moving day at Augusta, but there's nothing like, but a tournament is one on the back nine on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So like, is there, and it's such a tough question to answer, but is there a moment that you think is optimal to jump in on some of these guys, or is there no way to answer that? Uh, you're just talking live outright surprise. Yes. I, I think yeah. that, I mean, I think for any golfer, I, I actually treat it pretty similar to my NBA live betting. I think it's the that kind of second quarter, third quarter time, the right. second round, third round time. And more in golf, it's a little later, I would say, after the cut is made, after the second round, start looking at it then. So after the second round or in the third round is a great time to look at guys live. But I, that's just a blanket statement on right. everybody. I don't think the live guys will make me think any more or less about that. Yeah, then this won't because, be a, a Kitayama situation where you're like, I can get him at plus 350. There's only two more holes. There won't be that available, probably. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and also with like golf uh, outright, golf out, golf outright, like live betting, you do want to bet with the momentum. Oftentimes in like your other stick and ball sports, like basketball, like football, you want to play against the run sometimes. Right, yeah. I see people all the time, right. including people we know. It's like, okay, there was a big rush of points right away. Over, over, over. And it's like, oftentimes you want to play against that. You know, you want to play against runs because all of a sudden you're getting that right number. Whereas in golf, you want to play on a guy that's a, maybe a little bit off the pace or a few holes ahead. And that's where you want to jump in on a guy. And I think it's going to be tougher to do that this weekend because – we're probably going to get a lot of stops and starts. We're probably going to get a lot of intermittent yeah, it's a play. Good point. It's a good point. And, you know, where this could go into Monday. So it's going to be a lot harder because different guys deal with the weather differently. Like we were talking about Patrick Cantlay. I just saw a tweet from our friend Jeff Feinberg. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I love Patrick Cantlay, but my concern isn't the majors record. It's the fact that he often looks miserable <laughs> when he's playing out there. And how is he going to be when it's cold and wet? Patrick Cantlay some, of these, some of these oh, guys are going to be like, man, hell with this. Have we ever had a Masters go to Monday? 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Ah, a few years ago, I believe we did. I don't remember when the last one was. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember it offhand at all. Yeah, because... Did the COVID year go to Monday? Oh, you know what? I would never have remembered if, if it did. In, well, 2020, I thought he ran away with it, didn't he, Dustin Johnson? He did, yeah. but, but, but did I we, think we there, have a delay? Maybe you're right. Yeah, because I was trying... Because I, I felt like we've had one yeah. in recent years, so... Uh, yeah, we don't we don't get it necessarily all that often. All right, Kelly, give whatever derivative bets you want to give here, and then save some for long shots. Yeah, um, I'll roll through. Uh, I look can't lay top twenty. I already brought up. I I'll just I'll just give. Uh, I, I mean, I'll give them all out here. I don't really care. I think we're going to have some different audiences. Okay. Um, can't lay top twenty. Uh, big. <laughs> Tony Finau, top 20 big. I didn't play the outright, but I absolutely agree, agree with what everybody's saying about Finau. I actually think somehow he's like flying under the radar heading into this event, too. Like, mm-hmm. you look back, he's still playing well. He not, might not be winning events every week, but he's still been playing well. So I did play him top 20. Uh, Max Homa, Victor Hovland, top 20s. Uh, big on Homa. And big on Hovland. I I love Hovland this week. I think he's another guy like Tony Finau who's had good finishes here at Augusta. His game fits pretty well for it as long as he doesn't get too much in trouble around the green. Um, I think he's a good top 20 bet this week. I am staying away from betting outrights on him until I see him win an event, but I think he's a good top 20 play this week. Uh, and then I did Keith Mitchell's a guy I approached a little, a little interestingly. He was very high up there in my models, which he he's been playing great, especially off the tee here this season. Um, and, and I've bet him a few different times. He's only played the Masters once, so he doesn't really have that history here. So I'm trying to tread lightly, and I'm kind of just going big or going home with him. So I played a top ten on him at seven to one, and I played him in a couple matchups. I played him over Kirk Kitayama, never played here before. Played him over Mito Pereira. Uh, as well, so th- those two I played uh, Keith in top ten, and then those two matchups I just mentioned. Other tournament matchups I played Victor Hovland over Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick, another guy. I don't want to say I'm necessarily fading this week, but I am betting on him, and I do think there are some matchup opportunities to bet against him. Uh, I don't think this is a perfect fit for his game. We've seen him struggling a little bit more here recently. I think that's a good matchup bet. Um, Max Homa, I took over Cameron Young. I think Cameron Young's it's just another number play on Max Homa, though. I think Cameron Young's a good golfer, but I'm getting plus 125 on a tournament matchup on Homa over, over him. I got to go with that bet. And then one you're going to laugh at, Gil, Gary Woodland, minus 102 over JT Poston. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't plan on having any Gary he Woodland bets. He loves Gary Woodland. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that, and then top debutant, I don't know how he rated out for you, Wes, 
Taylor Moore, I bet I bet it over seven to one. He, I was shocked actually at how how highly he was rated in my models. They they've been getting support down at Circa for Taylor Moore because I asked about the the rookies here, so to speak. Okay, and they've been getting support. By the way, to clean one thing up, nineteen eighty three was the last Monday finish that was uh, Seve. Seve Ballesteros, a four shot win over Tom uh, Tom Kite and Brent Crenshaw. So that that surprises me that long ago for a Monday finish. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I'm going to cherry pick golfers. Wes, what derivatives have you been? By the oh. way, debutante, why do we never have a debutante market in any other tournament but this one? I know, uh, I know, uh, because it's such a smaller Great field, point. too. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's 88, because they don't have debutantes necessarily in the U.S. Open, because you're oftentimes getting oh. random qualifiers. Well, you have to qualify. That's yeah, 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 yeah sure. so, so that's tough to do, but I played two in the debutante. One was Mito Pereira at six to one, uh, uh, Look, in the, in the last three live events, uh, 15th, 6th, and 5th, he's been top seven in driving distance in all of those events, 4th, 2nd, and 1st for greens and regulation in those last three events. And then I did play one longer one, uh, Adrian Moronk at 12-1, to yep. one, just because if you look, driving distance is going to matter, and both Mito and Adrian Moronk yep. can absolutely bomb it off the tee. So I think that he takes better to see in this course the first time than the favorite, who is Tom Kim, in the market. But Tom Kim, look, a lot of things he does well, but he's not a real long hitter. Right. So I think he might struggle the first time here. Uh, a couple other prop markets I played. I played a low amateur, and I got it at plus 165. Uh, the 19-year-old NCAA champion, oh. Gordon Sargent, oh. who I may bet is a top 42 to make the cut. I think we actually have a chance with an amateur to make the cut here. Number one world amateur in the world plays at Vanderbilt right now. So Gordon Sargent, I played uh, – also played uh, Brian Harmon plus one ninety five for top lefty, and it's a four player market. Top lefty, yes, <laughs> yes. Harmon, Phil, Harmon, Phil, Bubba Watson, and Mike Weir. Okay, are the yeah, four left handers like in the field? Harmon, by the way, two years ago was second after thirty six holes, and then ended up finishing twelve. You know, I wouldn't consider Bubba. I wouldn't consider Weir. The only one I would consider against Harmon maybe is Phil. But then you look at Phil last week at the hey, live event, and he terrible. was like forty fifth. Yeah. Is, out of 48 players. Is Mike Weir, and I apologize, Canada, for this, but is Mike Weir the most random of all Masters winners? He he is. Look, he was a pretty solid player in those early 2000s, but this is a guy that I would have thought would have won more on the champion, on PGA Tour champions. Yeah. And he hasn't. Yeah. And, and that's why I went ahead and ignored him in that lefty market this week. Uh, but... Uh, all I've done are props and outrights right now. The no first-round leaders? No, not yet. The placement markets and the matchups, by the way, depending on when you listen to this, yeah. I'll have out Wednesday morning. Okay. Yeah, and that's I, I'll bring it up every week. I, I bet first-round leaders almost weekly. Feel free, if you want to tweet at me and get and get those, I have no problem sending them to you. I usually wait, though, until later on Wednesday when I really have that weather kind of figured out. So at Kelly Bidlin, hit me up. I'll get those to you. Okay. Last questions. We'll do it rapid fire on these. I'm just going to cherry pick golfers and you're going to give me your quick thoughts on them. Um, one of the live golfers who has won this tournament, which we may have given, I'm not even sure if it was here that we gave him a, a mention or maybe it was on a numbers game. Patrick Reed, nothing. You don't like any Patrick Reed here? In a placement market, perhaps, because he has at least shown, unlike some of the live golfers, some form. Remember, he was second at the Dubai Desert Classic and Rory made that putt. 15 feet birdie because we were all got kind of, those of us that were insomniacs and up in the middle of the night watching this thing mm-hmm. on golf channel. We were hoping we were going to get that Rory and Patrick Reed playoff just for the tension 
Because, of course, uh, Just Rory, Rory, Rory was served a, yeah. a lawsuit by Patrick yes. Reed. Didn't really appreciate that. So it? it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd love to see that tension. But Rory won. So Patrick Reed in a placement market, I think, absolutely, like top 20, top 30, yeah. but nothing for an outright. I mean, he's a guy who's won here before. So 2018. I'm not, not going to be shocked if he does And he plays great. well when everybody is against him. Yes. Well, yeah, You know, he I, tends to do that. I don't know if you caught the note this morning. I guess he played a practice round by himself this morning, oh, so God. I think Patrick Reed's approaching this. Of, uh, it, it's not just live against the world, it's me against the world, yeah, right? Yeah. So he, um, he is very litigious, so <laughs> that's probably why a lot of people don't like him. Uh, <laughs> um, that so tends to do it. I, I, you yeah. know, I, I'm just clumping him in with all the rest of the live guys. I haven't done anything okay. with him, but I would not be shocked to see him in the mix. Real quick, uh, just a few more. Bryson DeChambeau, who famously a couple years ago said, I'm playing this like a par 67. Obviously, he's not in form. Nothing nothing with Bryson. No, no, no not nothing. at all. Even though he did finish in the top half of the field last week in Orlando. But yeah. the last thing he's really been in the mix to win was the long drive championship. Yeah. Wow. And he seems to be more interested in that than, you know, being a great golfer. Is he still regularly doing that? I remember when he started. I didn't know if he was still doing it. Uh, he was in, the, I think it was last fall, he was second in the World Long Drive Championship. Okay. Yeah, so. he, he he's a guy, Gil, I haven't, I didn't even consider, um, and I think the sports books are pricing him absolutely correctly. Right. Like there's 125 even, to one. Yeah, even thing. spots where I was trying to look to play against him in matchups, but it's like he's he's playing another fellow bum. I bring mm-hmm. I bring him up only because of the long distance and the weather yeah, and yeah. just because he needs to be mentioned. A uh, couple more. John Rahm, we have not mentioned once. I know. He kind of seems to be of the three favorites, the one that's coldest on the board. between. Yeah. Like, you could totally argue for Scotty Scheffler. You could really, really make the argument for Rory, and I think you still can for Rahm. But the thing about Rahm, he, he has good finishes here, but he's never really been quite there in the mix. It's always been kind of like a battle of attrition where he's out a few groups ahead or he contends early. And then all of a sudden, you know, he shoots like a 67 on Sunday and it looks like he's right there where he was right in the mix to win. And he has dipped a little bit from his form. Cause we talked about this in January, February. It's like, this guy's going to win like 10 events. Yeah. But he, he has just dipped a little bit, and I just think that, that, that that's what it is right now. So I'm not going to discount his chances at all. He's highest, got a huge chance. Highest here. finish here, fourth, the year that Patrick Reed won in 2018. Yeah, I still think he is uh, – I still think he's the best golfer in the world with the best – most well-rounded game going uh, right now. I'm a I, – I'm just a little I'm a little hesitant and look those three guys belong at the top where they're at. He still is a part of those big 3. Uh but when you're really picking you know we talked about already betting on one of them and then including other outrights. It's not like you can pick two put two of those guys, right? So he is if I had to rate those 3 this week, he is probably third. Yeah. But I think there's like Wes I you know, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I think there he's another guy that's I don't think he's flying under the radar because I don't think John Rahm ever flies under the radar, like I said about Tony Finau. I think he's being a little bit disrespected Probably. in the marketplace because, okay, what's he really done? He finished 39th at the API, and then he had the the WD from the players, mm-hmm. right? That's one reason, it, I think, why. But it was it was a stomach bug or something, mm-hmm. right? Well, so I, it's not like it's an injury. It's, okay, he had to hit the can too many times, and he didn't want to play golf anymore. The we'll can. The can, yeah. Three so, wins and nine starts, by the way, this year, and it does kind <laughs> of feel like we're yeah. – 
you know, kind of like pushing him to so, the side a little bit. So he withdraws from the players, and then, okay, he doesn't make it out of his group in match play, but ma- match play is a, it's funky, and it's mm-hmm. it's not an easy environment. So mm-hmm. I thought long and hard about that last night, Gil, where I, I, I just think the market isn't respecting him as much as they should right now, but I'm going to be looking at Scheffler when we're talking about those yeah. short shots. All right, and then lastly, last person, because I'm contractually obligated, and he appears on the screen in front of us. You brought him up early. Eldrick Tiger Woods. Mm. Any anything ever. It is the Masters after all. Right. And and look, uh, you know, I was asked about this. I was doing an interview with a uh, Nashville radio station yesterday. And they asked about Tiger. I said, I'm not going to bet it. But if you're asking me if he's going to make the cut, yeah, he's going to make the cut. He's made 23 or 24. However, he's 47 years old. And that yeah. just, I don't know why... That should have been obvious to me because we've been following him for over two decades, but it just kind of hits you. He's 47. 47. Like, like that, that's amazing to me. And, you know, just looking, I was looking to say, okay, who is his, who are his matchups? He's matched up, I think, in a lot of the markets with Sergio Garcia, and it's basically like a coin flip on the price. I think, uh, actually, they had him against Bryson DeChambeau down at Circa as well. So I'm probably not going to have yeah. hardly any Tiger this week. I, I may have him in a matchup, maybe like a top 40. I'm not going to b- bet him to make the cut because he's almost $2. Yeah, yep. And that's a lot. And this weather can get funky, and he could start hurting. And he's played one event this year. Granted, he looked very good at Riviera, but I'm probably going to avoid him altogether. Yeah. I, w- I will say. I felt the need to ask anyway. Yeah, no, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, of course you have to. Yeah. And this is, look, I, I like these kind of tournaments where I'm not, probably not going to have much action on him. So if he's in the mix at the end and, and I don't have anybody there, I'll be rooting hard for Tiger. Makes the sport better. There's no doubt about that. I agree with what Wes just said. I mean, we would have never thought he was going to do what he did in 2019. And he went, went out and won the whole damn his thing. His fifth green jacket, his 15th major. Which is amazing. And he's dealing with all this injury stuff. Uh, we were all impressed with what he did at Riviera. Um, I can't bet the make-miss price. I think that's priced pretty accurately here. If anything, I would lean to him making the cut. Remember, but that was a big deal last year. It was, yeah. yes. Um, I would lean towards him making the cut, but I'm not laying. I think it's minus 165. I'm looking at DraftKings. Yeah, 165 yeah, for him to make that, the cut. That's even too high for me. I'm I not would laying, need 150 or lower. Yeah, I'm not laying that. Uh, what I will do, though, if he makes the cut, it's going to probably be target against him in round three, round four in mm-hmm. matchups because that's when I'm going to be concerned about hit, you know, hit all the injuries and surgeries he's had. Is that body going to hold up for four straight days? Uh, of all these, all the time on the range, all the time on the course, and as Wes pointed out, this is another course where it's 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 a little deceiving. The elevation changes, and this is a lot of a lot of walking for him. Um, overall, long tough course. I think round three, round four is going to be the time to bet against him in matchups. Yeah, if he's lurking after a couple rounds, though, I would love <laughs> I would love to like put a microphone and all. Is he really? You're not going to bet against him? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, Tiger Woods, you have to ask about him. Uh, West did this whole podcast while wearing a green jacket. It should be pointed out. You like to say jokingly that it was what year that you won the Masters? 1987. Because that's the, the year, year after, after Jack. Jack. Yes. No one remembers. <laughs> who, yes. who did win 87? Yeah, who that won? Larry Mize, I right? I, I, you know, I think it was actually Larry yeah. Mize, who, by the way, he is going to be playing his last Masters yeah. this year. Uh, Larry Mize. I believe he and was Sandy Lyle are retiring. Yeah. yeah, it was Larry Mize who broke Greg Norman's heart, which never breaks my heart. Which never when breaks When Greg anything. Norman gets his heart Yeah, broken. man, he won in a playoff against uh, 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 Seve and Norman. 
Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of the iconic Masters finishes ever, man. Yes. From the bunker, right? Yes. Yeah, from the bunker, Larry Mize. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Let's get you ready for your show, which is coming up in less than an hour. Uh, Long Shots, which uh, Kelly and Wes, Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds, they are doing live with Matt Brown, live on VEASAN at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern here on a Tuesday. But that will be put on their podcast feed at Long Shots, available where all podcasts are distributed. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Gil. Appreciate it. Enjoy. Good luck with all your Masters bets. Thanks for listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.